Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to. Am I introducing? Sure, go sure, ahead. Why not? Uh, I am Billy. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I'm Billy Bennett. That's Grant Jacoby. This is Wrestling Witchface, your one stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. Okay. I mean, is this a mistake that for like the fifth week in a row we're drinking while recording? I think it's third. Okay, fine. Fine. But I'll keep. Keep but going. you know what? It's Pride. Mm-hmm. Happy mm-hmm. Pride, everyone. Um, in true Grant indoor gay fashion, mm-hmm. instead of participating in the New York City World Pride Parade, yep. we are locked in my apartment <laughs> recording this podcast. But you know, you, you've known me for a long time. You've yeah. known me for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. I would have it no other way. Of course. And I, yeah, and I it love was, this. And I really appreciate it. Bailey was so sweet and texted me last night and was like, oh my God, like we're recording tomorrow. Like, do you want to go to the parade? I have, I don't want to like keep like hold you back. And literally, like, I think my response was like, oh, I would rather die than go to the parade. <laughs> really, not because of like, course not. I obviously support gay rights more than right. I support myself, of course. But to go out in mm. eighty-five degree heat into Manhattan, yes, with a bunch of naked drunk people to watch like the Pepsi float and like the Disney float go by. I'm like, yeah. it's fine. We're it's really fine supporting and gay rights yes. right here and now with it's just this a lot of bottled lambrusco. I just really don't like social mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Social things where there is that pressure. I don't. I don't know if we talked about this, but I feel the same way about Fourth of July. I feel the same way about Halloween to some extent. Yeah, New Year's one thousand percent. Yeah, which is that when you have this day that there's so much pressure to not only do something, but have that something be the most fun, epic thing you could ever possibly do. Absolutely. It becomes entirely exhausting. And then personally, I end up shutting down. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And what we're going to do instead is we're going to fucking read some ghost stories. How would you have it any other way? Um, this is so, our, yeah, this is our one of our little bitches. Yeah, which as is our, like, promised. Mini, mini swid. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh this is this is a, another little bitch, but as as we've been saying for weeks or months, we are finally going to read some of your user submitted. Mm-hmm. Hey, that scared the shit out of me. Um, honestly, are, are quickly becoming my favorite thing. Yeah, amazing. I here. yeah, I have to say, I so I I gathered these all today, and just as a God disclaimer, you guys are the best. You send us so many nice emails. You send us so many stories that we literally never read back to anyone or respond (laughs) to. Like you say, like you send us suggestions. You just like tell us how much you love us. It is so sweet. And I just want to say, if we don't read your story, I apologize. We don't have time to get to all of them. We eventually we may there are some stories in here that are from i don't know february like love it yeah you know we don't (laughs) we don't respond it's not because we don't appreciate it we love that you guys email us and we love that you guys listen um so we really really appreciate it it's just we do we have full-time jobs as we said before and don't have enough time to look at all of these sometimes but today we have compiled some of our favorites and we're just going to go back and forth fantastic would you like to start? Uh, sure, I can start. I yeah. can, this is actually a, a, an email that we got pretty recently, and it's from a listener named Aaron, who actually sent in two different stories. But I like Aaron with an E or Aaron with an A? Aaron 
A-Y-R-O-N. Never seen that before, and I love it. Very love it. unique. Very kindly told us how oh. it should be said. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, like, uh, are knowing, you sure that you're... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, knowing us, we don't know how to pronounce fucking anything. Okay, so I'm going to read both these stories out. Here we go. The first one also will say that I cut out some of the very nice things that you said about us and just got to the stories for some of these. But Yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to broadcast pampering. But then I left some of it into. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, because, okay. I mean, we're yeah, also human. So the first one is called Schoolhouse Haunting. In my early 20s, I scored a job directing an after-school program. The facility I was taking over was in an elementary school in Tennessee. The school was built over 100 years ago and was originally the site of a log cabin school. While the building had been added onto over the years, my room was, of course, in the original wing. Before summer ended, I worked long nights to overhaul the room, which was a complete hoarder nightmare. I was often alone in the wing because the only other people in the whole school were the two custodians. We had a friendly relationship from the start and would often carry on playful banter as we worked. One night, I was deeply enthralled in my work when I heard what sounded like the male custodian walking down the hallway outside my room. I could hear his footsteps and his keys jingling. I called out to him with some stupid joke as I saw him moving in my peripheral vision. When I turned to face him, I saw a tall, dark shadow figure with a pointy forehead. It looked uh, like the shadow of someone who was wearing a baseball cap with an extra long bill, except it wasn't a shadow. It was a freestanding entity. I was. <laughs> I, I really don't like the, the concept of a pointy forehead. I don't like it at all. My sister was born with a pointy head. Because you know how sometimes they come out like a cone out. when they like push them out of your vagina? She's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's now, she started Mars Attacks. Anyway, um, I was instantly flushed with adrenaline. I could literally feel my heart pumping blood in my ears, frozen with terror. Just as soon as the shadow man appeared, he darted away. When I regained control of my body, I shouted for the custodian. I got the courage to run towards the door, looking both ways down the hallway, but nobody was there. I ran around the school building looking for the custodians. And when I found them on the other side of the school, I asked if they'd been in my wing just a minute ago, but they said no. Why would you? I, I, <laughs> not to interject, but like I feel like I'd be like, where is the closest exit? Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, let me see if I can find someone else. Yeah, like, I know. Running through an empty school. Well, I guess you're trying to say like, okay, I'll convince myself that it was a real person, not like a pointy-headed alien, but. Oh, but wouldn't it be nice if we were wouldn't a pointy-headed it be? Wouldn't alien? Wouldn't it be? I ran around the school looking. Uh, they said no. I told them what I had seen, and they laughed. They then proceeded to share their stories of the door slamming itself shut and other ghostly encounters that have happened in my room specifically. FML. Side note, I do not work there anymore, but that was far <laughs> from the last strange experience I had there. And then, so, great. Very interesting. I'm glad you got out of that work environment, but say hi to that pointy-headed ghost for us. The other story that Aaron sent in is called The Housekeeping Ghost. After my first year of college, ghost Roomba. Oh, I, oh my God! Throwback to like episode <laughs> two. Um, after my first year of college, my boyfriend and I impulsively decided to drop everything and move to the West Coast. Good for you. Arriving in Long Beach, California, we had seven hundred dollars to our name, and over the course of six months, struggled to get ourselves into a decent apartment. When we found a two-bedroom condo for rent on Ocean Boulevard in downtown for fifteen hundred a month, we thought our dream had come true. Soon after moving in, we began hearing strange noises at night. It sounded so clearly like someone was doing dishes in our kitchen. We were so convinced that someone was in there that we would get out of bed to check the kitchen multiple times a week, multiple nights a week. We didn't have roommates, so we brushed it off saying that we must have thin walls or something. Still, we would hear our water running and dishes clanging together so loudly that we would still feel compelled to check. As soon as we began moving, as we began... (laughs) 
meeting our neighbors, our conversations would legit sound like something out of a horror movie. People would ask us, what unit are you in? Didn't they tell you what happened in there? To which I would reply, no, oh my God, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> the old people didn't really appreciate that. Uh, we were told that the unit had sat empty for several years since brutal domestic attacks and ultimately a murder took place in there. A man shot his wife in cold blood and bullets actually traveled through the window through the floor into the unit below. Oh, God. Yeah. I was freaked to hear this, especially because the floor creaked in the hallway where it had been patched from the bullet hole damage. We ended up moving out of the home within a year due to all the misfortune that we and people we loved experienced there. We took in two different roommates who had their lives fall apart. My boyfriend's sister came to stay for the summer months and was hospitalized for an inexplicable illness that ceased when she returned home. Our dogs also had strange illnesses. The list goes on. Speculate all you want, but these events were real and scary as hell. Hope you enjoyed these. Even if they didn't make it onto the show, they did. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. I know. That's, what a little spooky taste of your life. So much going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous of people. Obviously, I'm jealous of people who have had paranormal experiences. I'm really jealous of people who have had multiple. Right. Just but, of course, like it also doesn't sound like a fun time. But it makes a good story. You're right. Speaking of stories, this one is from Anthony. Um, I have a story which I'll summarize the best I can because these haunted events were spread out between three years. Whoa, it's a long time. Oh, my God. To give some context, I have always been into the supernatural. Same. And my family have always been pretty sensitive to spirits and all that jazz. I moved to Orlando. Sorry. Yes. And (laughs) took residency in this little (laughs) cul-de-sac neighborhood in South Downtown. How, I mean, you've been to Orlando more uh-huh. times than I. Yes. Is there really anything else going on there besides? Yeah. Oh. There is. There's supposedly like a very nice downtown area. Like there's, right. it's obviously like very touristy and a lot of the jobs revolve around the theme parks, but it's a nice place. Still. Okay. That's, that, that's From good From what I can tell. I just, I find Florida to be a fascinating I... beast of <laughs> a wide spectrum of people and places. Um, the best of which are our listeners. Yes, of course. <laughs> in particular, Anthony. I'll return to his story now. Um, this house, in parentheses, mind you, was called Raymar Manor. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. It was very large, but very old. If any house is called a manor, I'm yeah. just going to assume that it is 5,000 years old. Of course. It was three bedrooms, 2.5 baths, with a living room and a den. Um, Sounds I'm sorry, so can I move weird. in right Wait, now? What? What's the rent like? <laughs> The floors were literally brick in the kitchen, oh. if you can even imagine that. That's interesting. Okay. I feel like that'd be like very rough. That would be like, like a very like kind of like farmhouse like to me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I played the gay card, as you should, and took the master bedroom and my roommate Steve and Perry had the two additional. Get rooms. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow, like, gay rights. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gay, guys. Gotta take the best room. Like, Amazing. Hard to, hard to um, argue with that. These were all on the second floor. Steve and Perry do not believe in spirits and are total atheists. So now that you have all the knowledge, let's get started. I love it. <laughs> wow, like, these, con- these context clues. Uh, one evening, I was in my room t- turning in, and a woman walks right. Whoa, sorry. And a woman walks right in without knocking or anything. About half of her silhouette is visible, and the other half is behind the door. Mm-mm. She peeks her head in. And I just say wrong room, assuming that she was late. Oh, sorry, that she was a late night hookup for one of my roommates across the hall. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I weren't sweating already. I'm already sweating. Um, the next day, Perry and I had lunch, and he told me that he had the exact same experience. Oh, my God. He did the same thing I did and excused the figure, thinking it was either my friend or Steve's 
late night lover. That evening, we were all went to a bar and grabbed dinner and Perry and I started grilling Steve about who he had over last night. Steve said he was having trouble sleeping and took something to knock him out and that he did not have anyone over. Naturally, we freak out, but Steve did not believe Perry or myself and he thought that we were playing a joke on him. (sighs) That's okay. okay. (laughs) This blew over and wasn't spoken about until about a month later. I was in the kitchen with my friend Laura and I and we started pre-gaming. No one else was in the house. Our kitchen with a brick floor and empty Bud Light box from a 24-pack of beer. I'm sorry. Mind you, this was a thicker cardboard on a very textured floor. Okay. The box started moving slightly, and Laura and I looked at it instantly. After we shifted our attention to the box, it started to spin in a rather quick <gasps> clockwise motion. What? Laura screamed and ran out, but I was trying to be logical and thought, oh, it's a rat or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. When the box stopped spinning, I grabbed it and quickly threw it to see if anything came out. There was nothing in the box. Oh, my God. This ghost loves Bud Light. Yeah, this, this ghost <laughs> loves Bud Light and late hookups. Okay, get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you do you, girl. Um, now I became fully convinced that our house is haunted. Steve and Perry, sorry, Steve and even Perry were still skeptical. Perry was the one who saw the ghost. Right. As well as Anthony. I started researching the house, but the only thing that comes up is that it was busted for drugs a few years prior by the DEA. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. So, a pretty large drug operation. Yeah, like, the DEA doesn't just, like, come along, like, like, let us in. Anything here? (laughs) Now, my imagination went wild, and I just started calling the ghost Clara, the trap queen. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says, no reason, Clara just came to me. Yeah, all right. Great. Um, Everyone followed suit, and, and her name was officially Clara. Regularly, we heard whispers, doors locking, and even Perry saw Clara peek into the den once when he was home alone. Bye. Yeah, no. Bye. No. Why is she peeking? <laughs> peeking? Stop peeking, Clara. Um, he chased her, but she was gone by the time he came around the corner. The last two events are the ones that really stood out. Okay. Jesus Christ. Great. Anthony, you're very <laughs> thorough. I appreciate it. One night, I went out for drinks after work and got a call from Steve. Steve was out of breath and freaking out. You have to come home. Something is in my room. Mm. Our phones, um, in reference to him and his girlfriend. Steve and his girlfriend. Yeah, sorry, our phones, and we just keep hearing a baby suckling. What? Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you have to come home. Something is in a room. Our f- maybe, maybe like s- someone's calling the phone. Yeah. So like, okay, like that. when they pick up, they just hear a baby. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I figured Steve was messing with me, but then he went to my room, grabbed my... POS Surface One tablet. Of course. And started a video. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. He threw the tablet under the door and recorded the strange noises. It sounded as if a baby was cooing and being breastfed. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, your eyes are getting so wide. Then you hear a strange woman's whisper, which I thought said, I'm alive. <gasps> no. Oh, my God. I have chills. I'm sweating <laughs> and I have chills. Um, the event started to calm down, and we didn't hear anything from from Clara for a good year or so. Stephen Perry moved out, and my friend Laura moved in. She was reluctant at first. Wonder why? Oh, yeah, what? but financial and situational reasons basically forced her to. I understand. Oh, okay. Um, we decided to have a Halloween party. The party was pretty large, probably fifty plus people. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> a group of girls I work with were there in the den and just chatting up in a group. People were spread out in general, so it wasn't so packed. So it wasn't so packed since the space was so large. As I was coming back in the house, I saw all four girls start running out. 
I asked what happened, and they said a remote control flew off the ottoman and crashed into the wall. Oh, my God. Sure enough, I reached the den, and the controller was destroyed, and, and Laura, which was the new roommate, vouched for their story. The general vibe of the house felt ominous or negative, so I, I was surprised Clara threw my controller. Oh, sorry. The general vibe of the house never felt ominous or negative, mm. so I was surprised that she threw them. Yeah. Uh, we always felt like she was just in the den. That was one room where I, I never kept dark. And that's the story of Clara the Trap Queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, the baby detail will haunt me. Yeah, I don't uh, like that. Every like night. a little, like, I'm alive. Ugh. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Clara. You're fucking not. But I love, she is living, though. She was living. Well, she, yeah, was she was drinking living that her Bud best Light. life. Okay. Another one from Brooke. She says, I've got a couple of, hey, that scared the shit out of me. Because she's, I'm a licensed funeral director and embalmer. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've always been into the paranormal and the other side. I work for a family funeral home who owns three locations. I know for a fact that all three of them have visitors quite frequently. I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Any funeral home of is going to be haunted no matter what. At one location, we have a ghost baby. God damn it. Um, Are you kidding? Okay. Over the years, employees have heard the baby. One day, our secretary was going to find someone at the visitation downstairs. Um, typical old funeral home, the living quarters were upstairs, funeral home downstairs, but the upstairs are now all offices. So she came down the stairs and heard a baby in the room that you enter as soon as you come down the steps. She kind of looked away so as not to disturb, so as not to disturb because it's kind of a private room and she thought someone maybe was nursing the baby. She went back upstairs the other way and went down again to get something. She had mentioned the baby and the funeral director looked at her and said, Tamara, no babies have been through here today. I had never heard this baby, but one day when I was going up those steps, I heard a small little baby whine. I was floored. Can I just <laughs> say that how upsetting must it be as a job that, like, that's a normal occurrence, like, that babies are just coming through. I know. That someone is, uh, yeah, I know. As we're like, yes, film director, <laughs> yes, embalmer. Well, I have to assume it's like, you know, a mother with her baby because her father died or something. Okay. Um... Of course, we were by ourselves and no funerals or visitations were happening. The funeral director that's been there for years, John, swears it's the spirit of a baby that was thrown off a balcony by her babysitter back in the 80s. Oh, no. He claims the baby was laid out in the same room where everyone hears it. Sounds of footsteps are heard upstairs when no one is up there. John claims it's the scraping of Mrs. Bristow's slippers, the wife of the funeral director that originally owned the place, but they're both deceased now. Also, voices have been heard in the chapel. One day, John was downstairs in his office, and he looked up and thought someone had snuck in, and he looked up at the secretary and said, what, what is someone having a mini visitation in the chapel? But got up, opened the door, and of course, the lights were off, and no one was in there. At our other location, where I work mostly, we always hear slamming doors, footsteps, and unexplained noises, and it's been a lot more active lately. The other week, it sounded like someone came up right behind me while I was on the computer. Of course, no one was there. We hear something at least two or three times a week. It's quite exciting, and I just bought my K2 meter, brought my K2 meter with me, and we had a lot of activity. And it's always in the same places where I can feel the energy. Fun place to work, but kind of creepy at times. Stay real, RWF crew. I have about an hour commute to work, and you guys fill my speakers all the time. I look forward to your episodes every week. Y'all do a wonderful job, and I want y'all to know that I love RWF. Aww. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm I sorry love about your that. ghost, baby. I know, and I'm sure that that like. I mean, it's like a cool, spooky job to have, but I'm sure in reality is also a very oh, difficult I am career. entirely sure. So, good for you. All right. This one is from Heather. 
Uh, Heather says, when my daughter was around two, she started talking about a man in the hat. Is it the man in the yellow hat? Oh. I'm curious George at it again. That's what it is. Can I, I'm going to tell a really, really funny story. So um, I was with a, a bunch of friends um, from, like, my, my boyfriend's friends. Mm-hmm. They're my friends, too, but yeah. I met them through, through him. Yeah. You get my joke. Okay. I get, my, I get just, it. I'm just trying to explain why you weren't there. Um, <laughs> and we were playing this, like, we were playing this drinking game, and it involved, like, writing things out. And our friend Matt tried to write Curious George, but, like, forgot what it was called. Oh. So wrote Courtesy George. Oh, my God. And specifically, the, the sentence was, Courtesy George is a nosy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and we were like, we all, like it was one uh, of those things where you had to, like, read sorry, it. Sorry, what? With, you had to, like, open it and read it with, like, a straight face. Otherwise, you have to drink. And we <laughs> it was, we opened it. It was just like, wait, who? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, yes, that was a uh, really good story. Very Very applicable. Thank you. Um, So, Heather's daughter, (laughs) she started seeing him at my parents' house, but he wasn't frightening, just there. He was almost playful at first. She would smile at him and have conversations with him. I'd assumed that it was some spooky ghost shit (laughs) as opposed to imaginary (laughs) friend because the property was haunted. Oh. Oh. You see, my mother was raised on the same land in a house she always claimed to be haunted. Plus, there were a few graves from a couple hundred years ago on the edge of the property. Mm. One named Valdus. That's, mm. that's just a full-on vampire, mm-hmm. just so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, being shit sticks, rural Missouri. Is that a thing? Shit sticks? Being shit sticks. Expression. Okay. Well, being shit sticks, rural Missouri. Mm-hmm. My dad tore it down and just buried the fucking house. Why is that a thing? Oh. Why is that a thing? So we like tore down the house and then just kind of built over it. But it was buried it. But it was a haunted property. Oh no! You're just you're just asking for some cursed shit. That's Uh, on you. Uh, Anyway, we had our house put on top of it, Mm -hmm. uh and obviously ghosts just don't peace out when their peaceful abandoned house gets pulverized by a redneck with a hammer and a bulldozer. Oh my god! (laughs) I see. So this was the property where her mom had grown up. I think they then basically tore the house down and rebuilt it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We eventually moved out, as you should, into our own place. I was slightly surprised when she told me he was at our new house. Mm. I think she means the man in the hat. Yes. And this time, he wasn't as nice. Okay. There was one night, it was storming and just generally creepy, and I'm sitting on the floor with her brushing her hair, and she looks into the corner of the room and said, no, I won't do that to my mommy. Oh. Mm, My heart stopped. But I didn't say anything because I was too freaked out. We just went into another room. For months, she didn't fall asleep without screaming and crying, saying he was watching her and scaring her. Oh, my God. We moved two hours away into a brand new into a brand new, never lived in before house. I'm unpacking and hanging my giant clock on the wall. And she just points to it and says, he's sitting on the clock watching you, mommy. No. I'm pretty sure I just sat on the floor and cried. Oh my God. How do you deal with that? I went home for Thanksgiving and was talking to one of my aunts and she was telling ghost stories from her childhood from the house my dad tore down. She casually mentioned one ghost that messed with her a lot as a kid, and she described him as a tall man in a fucking hat. No. (laughs) But he would pull the covers off her and turn on faucets and shut off lights. Oh, my God. I don't know what he was or why he followed my daughter for a couple of years, but as of writing this, he's left us alone for maybe three years. Thank God. Okay, good. I'm sure it's suspicious and ridiculous, but I don't even say man in a hat out loud anymore because I, it used to feel like I made him come back even angrier when I did. Oh, my God. Ah! Oh, I'm so sorry. I hope, that, yeah. like, I hope that your daughter gets to not have that happen to her anymore. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's get some sage. 
Cut some Burn sage. some candles. And just make a nice chicken it. dish <laughs> with a lot of sage. And make some tandoori chicken. Um, okay. This is my last one, but it's, it's a little bit long. So um, this is from Emma. I've recently stumbled across your podcast and been, have been binging like crazy. My five-year-old's Ollivander. Okay. I fucking love that name. You don't even Ollivander? get it. Ollivander's wand shop from Harry Potter. Who are you? I've seen all the movies. Okay, that that is worse. That's actually the worst thing you could say. <laughs> okay, I love that name, Emma. So my five-year-old Ollivander thinks your ghost stories are off the hook, too. Oh. We're big fans. I don't let him listen to the gory murder stuff, but the ghost stories and legends are fun. Honestly, you shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, we get bummed out. We too. are uh, horrible. Okay, so she says, so I have a story for you that may or may not interest you. I'm going to tell it anyway. It interests us. So this is a long one, but I haven't told the story in over a decade. And once I started, it all came tumbling out. Oh, stick with me. There's an urban legend in Brisbane, Australia. Brisbane? I don't know how to say that. Are you from Australia? That's so cool. Okay. Uh, Brisbane, Australia, about a murder that took place at Slaughter Falls in the 60s or 70s. To paint a picture, Slaughter Falls has a gorgeous lookout, but you have to walk out a shortish distance up a bushwalking track from the top car park. Okay. I don't really know a lot of words. You just <laughs> I, I understand them individually, but put together, right. I'm not sure. There's a lookout, but you have to walk to it from where you park your car, is I believe. Oh, what so we're car saying. park is a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, a parking lot. Okay. Gotcha. So the car park opens to a decent sized semicircle shaped field before the wood line. I was out drinking with friends when I was 18 in 2008. They suggested going up to Slaughter Falls for a spot of ghost hunting. I was like, fuck yes, with a name like that, sign me up. I didn't ask many questions, was just along for a spooky night out, really. We get to the empty car park around 9 p.m. and my friends start, quote, looking for the shadow path. Apparently, a female spirit will show a shadowy circle and gradually lead you up through the trees to where she was killed and back out again. But she sought revenge on those who hurt her and was known to confuse the footing of lone men and groups of giggling girls who would lose their way and emerge from the woods disoriented and covered in scratch marks and other ailments. Anyway... We spotted the shadow path and make our way up. I should probably add there was two carloads of both girls and guys, and I spotted someone standing under a large tree on the other side of the field. I said, creepy, I wonder if she can see the path too. Everyone stopped dead because they couldn't see anyone. Mm. They asked, what is she wearing? I looked back at her and I replied, a long back black dress. Actually, it was black a second ago, but now it's white. I told them as we all realized who I was seeing. They all turned ghost white and half of them turned back to wait in the cars. I was told that when she wears a black dress, she means to fuck you up. But if she's in white, she wants to guide you safely. So the rest of us headed up through the trees. I figured she changed her mind about us. Um, We'll be fine. I mean her no harm. And I'm sure she knows that. Call me optimistic. About 100 meters in, I get a splitting headache and a serious urge to turn back. I was told that we have to stay together. If we separate, she will, quote, get you. I carried on for maybe another 100 meters, literally scrambling up, scrambling up a fucking mountain, half drunk, so not what I signed up for, when my mouth f- filled with the unmistakable metal taste of blood. Oh. At first, I thought I might have bit my lip, but the taste became so overwhelming that I felt it running down my throat to the point where I thought I would drown. Then I got this stabbing pain in my stomach that made me keel over. I, of course, told everyone to turn back because screw this and screw them, and we hightailed it out of there. On the way back to the car, I had to be carried... I heard a soft, sad female voice clear in my ear tell me she was sorry and to leave now. I was being held by a male and all the girls were already back in the car. 
I had no fucking idea what was happening to me. The stabbing pain and the bloody taste stayed until I drove out of the park when it instantly stopped, at which point I lost my shit and demanded to know what the fuck had happened to that girl. So the story goes, high school kids used to go to the park and get up to mischief, and this particular night was graduation. There's a couple of versions to the start of the legend, all resulting in one girl ending up dead in the woods. One story says she went up to pee or be sick and was attacked. Another says she was told her boyfriend was up there by jealous bitches who attacked her. Another says the boyfriend led her up and did it himself. Shockingly, she doesn't return from wandering off into the woods and is found the next morning strung up like an X between two trees. She'd been raped, her throat had been cut, and she had been gutted, and the killer was never caught. Oh, God. It haunted me for years about whether or not I was experiencing her murder. And if I was, that poor, poor baby. It should be noted, I guess, that the women in my family are a long line of, long line of empaths who are people who can feel the emotions and pain of others. And a few of us have psychic abilities. I count this as my first real supernatural psychic encounter, and it will haunt me forever. Keep up the fantastic work. You two are my badass bitch for the week. Okay. <laughs> I wow. don't. Oh my god. That is crazy. That's horrifying. I've never I don't think I've ever heard of a story of someone going back to the scene of a crime and experiencing the feeling of what happened to them. That is crazy. Holy shit. I love that story. That's really terrifying. <laughs> it's scary, but yeah. Um thank you. Thank you. Emma. I feel like that is a good one to Yeah, end that's on. a really good one to end on because it's hard to top that. Yeah. But if you're listening and you have a story that can't stop that, please send it into us um, either through Instagram DMs or Twitter DMs. You can find us at RWF Podcast on both social media platforms or preferably send it to rwfpodcast at gmail.com. And we just, we'd love to hear from you and hear your stories, your local stories, things that happened to you or your mom or your dog mm-hmm. or just like your local legends. Yeah. If every town has one. Every person has one. Every person has one. Except for us, because nothing paranormal ever happens to us. But No, but I think that we all, we've, we're spook adjacent. Of course. <laughs> yes. We're not an empath. You're right. We, oh, too bad. Um, thank you guys again. We'll do this another time. Yeah. We, we love your stories. Yes. So Keep sending them in and we will get to them when we get to them. <laughs> hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. Bye, Bye, bitches. bitches.